over here, Rip. Well, man, don't you just love this? Isn't this the most exciting, fun adventure you've ever been on? I think it's way over the top, Rip. I thought we were just going to play regular paintball. Why are there live bullets? Well, paint, that's not very scary or risky. This way, you're actually running for your life. Wait, Will, stay down! <laughs> Why did you stand up, bro? I've been shot! Yes, you have. I don't have long for this world, Rick. I don't think so. Please, pass on something very important to my wife and well, children. Well, wait, just a second, Will. If you've only got a few words left, there's something we need to do. Okay, go ahead. All right. Hurry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Best Thoughts. I'm Rick Johns. I'm Will Johns. Who has been mortally wounded. <laughs> so today, I will be doing our show when we discuss need number two, the need for uncertainty. Oh, actually, Rick, I think I'm feeling a little better. I don't think so. You look pretty bad there, Will. So today it'll just be me, everyone, and that will make it a little bit more interesting. It's possible that I was not mortally wounded. I think you were. You'll be stone cold dead in a minute, Will. Actually, the bullet hit my Bible, Rick. Oh. And it saved my life. Hallelujah. That's, that's fantastic. That's amazing. It is a miracle, everyone, and it looks like my brother has recovered. But at least we had a good, risky, fun adventure, didn't we, Will? All right, I think that was a little too much for me. Well, Will, it does tie right into our podcast for today when we're talking about the need for uncertainty. That's true, Rick, so I guess I'll give you that. You, you tied us perfectly into today's topic. And some of our listeners may be wondering, you know, why would we have a need for uncertainty when we have a need for certainty? Mm. But all you have to do is imagine how boring life would be if we had perfect certainty. And in fact, Rick, it reminds me of a story when I was in college I had this need for uncertainty that I met by traveling. I lived in Tennessee at the time, and I got a job in California hmm. and then uh, for the summer, and then I got a, a another job for the school year as a task force worker in Portland, Oregon, and then I went back and worked in California again after that school year. So I had 15 months away from home, away from the life that I knew in Tennessee, and I was attending Southern Adventist University at the time, and I had this completely different experience, this adventure of working out West and, and experiencing a different culture, seeing different sites. There were some beautiful places that I got to visit when I was out there. I met new people, and that was amazing. It was an incredible adventure that I still think back fondly on to, to this day because it really, really met that need for uncertainty that I had at that point in my life. And you know, Will, I think that's the time where you can really see that need around the age of college. 
Mm. When you've been living under one roof, presumably for most of us, uh, most of our lives with our parents under their roof, with their rules. And as you kind of become mature and into a teenage years, you start to crave something different. You want some risk. You've had this certainty of your own home, the certainty of your parents, the certainty of your family, the certainty of your own house, your own room, and you start to crave that uncertainty. And I think that's the fantasy of many college-age kids is, wow, I want to get out of the house. I want to go away to college. I want to have that freedom to try new things, to go new places, to have new friends. And what you just described, Will, is very common. But to highlight that tension between certainty and uncertainty, Will, what happens for a lot of college kids once something starts going wrong? Yeah, I mean, when when things aren't going well, then there's the craving for home, the yeah. craving for certainty once again. And, and as we go through this episode today, we're going to feel that tension the whole way through between our, our need for uncertainty and the need for certainty. And, and I think one of the ways to discern this for each of us is just to pay attention to what we're feeling. If life feels a little too boring, then we probably need more uncertainty. But if life feels very uncertain and scary and overwhelming, then we probably are needing more certainty in our life. So there, there's kind of a, a back and forth there. Right. And being aware, Will, like you said, is the key. Recognizing what you need at this given moment, why you need it, and then finding those healthy ways to meet it. And I'm thinking of that college kid analogy where all of us have that need when things get too uncertain, then we want to go back home. You know, mm -hmm. we want to go to that mm -hmm. place that was safe. And then when things are too... Uh, certain, we start to really crave uncertainty and just being aware that, oh, why am I having these fantasies of uncertainty or these fantasies of risk or these fantasies of traveling or getting out or doing something different or meeting new friends? Well, because my life is so certain or stable or predictable that I need something else. So today we want to talk about some healthy ways to meet those and unhealthy ways. Yeah, and I think the more we're aware of how these needs are at play in our life, the more options that we have to, to meet the needs in healthy ways that will benefit us long-term, instead of falling into some of the pits of the unhealthy ways that will harm us and others for the long-term. But, but first, just to set the stage, uh, just one, one more time, in case some of our listeners still aren't convinced that, that there is a a real need for uncertainty in their lives. And that is, I just invite you to imagine, uh, go with me for a second, just, just close your eyes if you can, unless you're driving while you're listening to this, then just imagine in your mind that you suddenly got transported to certainty world. And in that world, it's 72 degrees and sunny every day of the year. It's the perfect temperature but the temperature never changes. You never get rain, you never get snow, you never even get clouds. It's the same weather every day of the year. And you work a job where you have the exact same schedule 
every day of the year and you have the exact same food every day of the year <laughs> for each meal. Uh, now there's a ton of certainty there, but imagine how you would feel if you got stuck in certainty world. Yeah. Uh, my guess is you would be willing to pay a high amount of money to take a ticket to uncertainty world for at least <laughs> a day. <laughs> for sure. In fact, one of the things we forget is it is the uncertainty of this world that actually kind of makes us feel alive mm. and anticipate a new day. Yes. And even enjoy some friendships. We have friends, some of which are there because they're a little bit uncertain. They're always a little bit crazy. We all probably have at least one friend that we keep yes. around because they're just living this more exciting, risky life, or there's always something going on with them, and they just seem a little more interesting uh, than maybe some others. Yeah, and, and I think that need for uncertainty, it plays out in our lives in a lot of different ways. And before we get to uh, some of the really healthy ways that we can meet this need and, and energize ourselves, and, and I think that's a really important point that you made there, Rick, that it is uncertainty that makes us feel alive and kind of wake up hmm. wondering what the day may bring. But it's possible that we can take certain uncertainty too far and emphasize it too much in our lives. And, and Rick, what would that possibly look like, where we say, meet this need for uncertainty at the expense of, say, the other three needs that we've already mentioned, which are certainty, love and connection, and feeling special and, and having meaning in life. Right. Like all the needs, it builds up, like, like hunger or thirst. The longer you go without meeting it, the stronger it becomes and the more all-consuming. And this is where we really go wrong, is we think, oh, I need to be happy with my life just as it is. So I'm just going to, you know, play by the rules and just keep to everything. And then that need for uncertainty, we keep tamping it down mm. and it becomes kind of a pressure cooker. And we've all seen people, especially in midlife, this is uh, all too common, someone will just blow up mm. or blow themselves up. Mm. And all of a sudden they just leave everything they've known, their job, their spouse, their family, their kids, whatever, and they just engage in risky behavior. And you can just see that need for uncertainty overwhelm them to where they're making choices that are really hurtful and painful to themselves, not to mention everyone else, but they can't see it because that need has blinded them. It has overwhelmed them and controlled them. I think it's really profound because there is, we get there by denying the need for uncertainty early on. Yes. So, so if you're going to fall into the pit of overdoing it with uncertainty, it's usually because you've created a pressure cooker, like you mentioned there, Rick. Yeah. You created a pressure cooker from denying or tamping down the need to take some appropriate risk in life or try something new in life. And by, by shoving those desires down, 
they eventually build up into a pressure cooker yeah. that kind of blows up certainty, which is also a legitimate need. And so then, then now this person's living their life with a huge need for certainty and they don't have it anymore. Yeah. And if you've ever had a friend that has gone through this, you can't reason with them because when any one of these needs overwhelm you and take over, you're not rational at that point. Mm. You just got to meet that need. It's kind of like my Star Trek episode, if you remember, with the creature that had to have the sodium and he didn't want to kill anyone, but he would suck the sodium out of different uh, other people on the Starship Enterprise and they would die. Yeah. And so we become like that when we let it get to that point. So one of the values of being aware of these things, listening to these episodes, is just to kind of track yourself and saying, man, if I'm really craving uncertainty, what are some healthy things I can do to meet that need so I don't get to that point where I just do destructive behaviors and risky behaviors that really end up harming me and my loved ones? I think that's so right on because by being intentional meeting the need in healthy ways we will not even desire to meet it in harmful ways but but that really brings us to some of the harmful ways that people have attempted to meet this need for uncertainty and we have to address these because these are the the warning signs so if you see yourself kind of heading in this direction Think of, of what we're saying next as kind of a red blinking light that's saying, warning, 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 you're about to potentially blow up the certainty in your life. And, and when we meet the need for uncertainty in healthy ways, we can also continue to meet our need for certainty at the same time. So, yeah. so we could do both, but only if we're doing both in healthy ways. And, right. and so some of the harmful ways that we might meet the need for some is to cross the line and do something that, that you believe is morally wrong. Right. And we have to be aware of that. And there is something kind of innate in our human nature to want what is forbidden. <laughs> like, don't tell me I can't have it. I will want it then. Yeah. Uh, so we have to be aware of that and recognize that's a trap uh, because if it is something we view as morally wrong, there's a reason for that. And there's consequences that we probably really don't want. Yeah. Um, and that leads into the second thing, which is you don't want to pursue high risk, dangerous uh, behaviors to meet this need, things that really put you and others in danger. Yeah, uh, I saw the other day, Rick, uh, some motorcycles that were on the Beltway here in, in the D.C. area, super crowded you know, beltway with five lanes. And there was a group of about 10 motorcycles weaving between the cars where, mm -hmm. where there is no lane. Yep. And they were probably going about 110 miles an hour. Oh my goodness. Between the cars. Yeah. And my feeling at that moment was, um, we're going to see some dead bikers on the, on the side of the road, um, coming up anytime now. Uh, such high-risk behavior. I saw another guy while I was on a trip uh, a couple months ago who was going down the interstate with his feet up on his handlebars on the motorcycle <laughs> and no hands on the handlebars. 
And that was terrifying to behold. Well, <laughs> so... Hopefully they were all clothed in Bibles. <laughs> but, you know, you remind me of a story, Will, kind of <laughs> transitioning to healthy ways uh, to meet this need for uncertainty. I was talking to some good friends of ours here recently, and they went on a cruise a year or two ago, and they're just talking about how much fun they had as a family. And they just love going on these cruises. They love seeing the different places where the ship stops. They love the amenities that are on the cruise and the pools and the, the food. And they're just going on and on. And you could just see them all, all the whole family. They had two college-age sons. And the parents were just all chipping in, chiming in, talking about different parts of the cruise and how great it was. And then they told this story that just really made me laugh. They said on the cruise, they always do this big formal banquet uh, night and it starts real late and you have to wear, you know, you bring your tuxedo and, and you go to this big formal event with elegant, elegant food and music. And so they all went to this event. And then after the event was winding down, uh, the parents lost track of their two sons who were, you know, at the event also, but they were uh, making new friends and things. And the parents are out for a beautiful stroll and the late starry sky is above them in the late night. And they're walking on the upper deck, they said, when they look down and there down on the deck below where the big, beautiful pool is, is several college age kids in their formal regalia, in their formal clothes, swimming in the pool. <laughs> and they say to each other, look at those crazy kids. What are they doing? And then they look closer and you know where this is going. There's their two sons. To which the two sons piped up and said, no, mom, we took off our shoes and our jacket. Like that was normal. We just went in our shirt and slacks and they were in the pool having a blast but it was harmless and the parents were laughing. They were laughing, watching from the top deck, watching their crazy kids. And you know, all that really happened was some clothes got wet and everybody had a good night. And I thought that's just such a beautiful illustration of just going out, breaking the rules, having a little fun, enjoying the you know beauty that's all around you with the night sky and being up late and dressing up. So you kind of go from that formal kind of certain proper event to mm. this really informal just throw caution to the wind and jump into the pool i love that story i think that's perfect fun way to meet this need for uncertainty there's a ton of healthy ways there's thousands of healthy ways that we can meet this need and we're just going to list a few of them uh, for for you now just to give you some concrete examples and you could think about ways that if you're feeling this need for a little more uncertainty, a little more adventure in your life, uh, these are some ways to get it. And I'm going to start with having an adventurous faith in God. And I think of the story in the Bible where God called Abraham to move his entire family to the promised land. And he upped and moved when he didn't even know where he was going. Now, that's an adventurous faith, mm -hmm. uh, just, just walking out in faith. Uh, I had a friend of mine that moved here from New York to the D.C. area, and she and her family moved, and none of them had a job. And it was completely on faith. 
Hmm. And, and then God provided jobs for her and her husband, and, and it all worked out. And, and so sometimes God may call us to step out in faith and do something that scares us a little bit. But mm -hmm. when we answer that call, it meets our need for uncertainty, plus it strengthens our spirituality, our faith, and our relationship with God. And I guarantee, Will, someone is listening who's right in the middle of that right now. Right. It just, we all take turns. If we're on this adventurous journey with God, he is always calling us out to take some sort of risk. And I just want to point out, a lot of times the church makes God seem like he's very certain. Mm. And that if you follow him, you know, mm. you follow the Ten Commandments and you keep all these rules and everything's very stiff and strict and very orderly, but man, you read the Bible, it's not that way at all. Everything's an adventure. Abraham, all the way through the whole Bible, all the Bible characters and people that followed God uh, had very adventurous lives, and there was a lot of uncertainty. So that, that brings us to the second healthy way to meet it, which is just making sure that you have variety in your life. Obviously, if there's no variety, we're going to start to feel like everything is too certain, too normal, too boring. And man, there's millions of ways to add variety to your life. And so just look around. I know one time in my life, I thought, I wonder what it'd be like to try stand-up comedy. And so <laughs> I just Googled open mic nights, you know, in my area. And I found one that did an open mic for stand-up comedy. And I wrote, you know, a thing that I thought might be funny. I didn't know. And I went and performed it at this open mic just for variety, just for something different. And nobody laughed, but still, it was a great experience. So. It, was, <laughs> it was not a great experience, <laughs> but it was fun and it was variety and it was fun to do something different. And of course, I now have a new respect uh, for stand-up comedians. <laughs> Well, speaking of variety, Rick, you know, one of the fun ways of meeting this need that, that I absolutely love personally is travel. And there's just something about going to a new location, seeing new sites. For, for our listeners that live here in the United States, there's so many gorgeous national parks that you could visit. There's beautiful cities to visit and engage with. There are all kinds of things that you can do. There's probably some incredible spots that you could drive to that wouldn't be that expensive and meet this need through the mm -hmm. process of travel. And there's probably even some small spots in your own town or a park nearby or a trail nearby that you haven't taken yes. or a site that you haven't seen. So there's just a million ways you can go see something new. And I think that's very healthy. Another thing, Will, and this is a, a little shift for us, and we probably don't think about this normally, so that's why I want to bring it up. Just taking the risk of being vulnerable mm. with your friends, with your spouse, with your parents maybe, wherever you feel like this relationship maybe is going a little stale or this person who I used to be close to, I'm not so close to because I've kind of walled up so they don't know me and I haven't really trusted them. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the ways to experience uncertainty and meet that need is to take that risk with friendships and share a little bit more of yourself. I fall into the trap, Rick, where when my relationships are going good, 
then I'm less vulnerable. Mm. And I'm more willing to, when I see that there is a problem, you know, to share more openly and, and vulnerably to kind of help solve a problem. But when it's kind of cruising along, it's easy to be like, well, I can play it safer now because everything's yeah. going pretty good. But but what you shared really connects with the next one that I'd like to share, which is authenticity. And in the world today, we know that there are certain spaces where we kind of are guarding ourselves because we don't feel 100% safe. Maybe that's in your work environment. You know, maybe that's in some group, you know, that you're in where everybody kind of has a certain opinion and you're, you see it a little different. And so you hold back. But putting yourself out there in authentic ways, if, if life feels a little boring, that's a great way to take a risk. Yeah. And just be true to who you are. Be true to what you actually believe. Put that out there. Uh, you don't have to convince anyone else to see it your way, but just put it out there. And that's a risk that will give you a yep. little bit of that alive feeling when you're willing to take that risk. And another one that piggybacks on that is boundaries. Mm. Boundaries is yes. a little risky. It's scary when we set a boundary and maybe there's someone in your life that you've known for a long time, you really need to set a better boundary, a clearer boundary. Now's the time to do it. And, and boundaries are important in another way, because if you're feeling like you don't have the energy to yeah. pursue some of these ways of meeting the need for uncertainty, it's probably because you're missing those boundaries that will protect your energy. Yeah. You're saying yes to too many people and too many things. And so you don't have, you're, you're living someone else's life. You yeah. don't have the energy to do something that sounds fun and exciting for you. And so if you want more information about that, if you go back to our previous season on relationships, we have an entire episode on boundaries. And if yep. you haven't listened to that yet, or you did, maybe go back to it if you feel like that's really where you're at uh, in terms of, you know, needing to, to help meet your needs better. Yeah. Uh, but that brings us to another one. This is kind of down yet a different angle. So, so all risk isn't bad. You know, we talked about falling into harmful ways of like high risk behavior where we're putting our life in jeopardy or we're endangering other people or we're doing something that could be, you know, financially devastating like gambling. But a healthy way to meet the need is to take wise risks. And so that might mean that we do invest wisely uh, in a 401k or in a Roth IRA or something like that. We invest wisely for our future and we use our money to make money. But we do that with consulting with a financial advisor to guide us and help us make good decisions. But this could also show up as looking for a better job and taking that risk to apply for an interview for a new job that we think might be a better fit for us. And it could be something like going back to school and investing in our education so that we are finding ways to, to do work that we enjoy more. And mm -hmm. all of that puts us on the path of adventure. Absolutely. I think another one that we could think about is sports or games or some sort of group activity. Take a risk, join a league. Uh, maybe you're not in shape to play basketball with the guys, but maybe you can go bowling or fishing 
or you can join a group that has a similar hobby or interest, meet new people, participate in new events and new activities and create something together. And again, we had an episode about being creative in season one, and that would be a good one to refer to here. But it can add that variety, that uncertainty, and something new and fresh into your life. Yeah, you're exactly right. Every time I go out and play golf, which is one of my hobbies that I really enjoy, I'll tell you, it's all about uncertainty. I have no idea. <laughs> yes, I've of, seen your game. What kind of game is going to come out of me, whether I'll hit the fairway or into the woods or the water or the sand. Yes. Uh, but that's the excitement of it. You know, it's the not knowing uh, going into it. But to kind of wrap things up for today, I've got one more, Rick, and that is just having fun with friends. We mm. talked about this a little bit last week, but whenever we're with people, people are uncertain. We don't quite know what they're gonna do. We don't quite know what they're gonna say. We don't quite know how they're gonna react. And, and so sometimes in our quest for too much certainty, we end up isolated and, and not having that time with people that we need, which can be very energizing and it can seriously meet this need that we have for uncertainty. Yeah, I think that's excellent, Will. Just getting around people, finding ways to be with our friends, to do fun things with them, to invite somebody maybe we haven't done something with for a while and just go out, hey, can we catch some dinner, get a coffee, something that can add just enough uncertainty and risk and connection. And that really leads us beautifully into our third need in our next episode, where we'll be talking about our need for love and belonging. Mm, exactly, exactly. So when we meet our need for uncertainty by being with other people, we're actually meeting two needs in one because we're meeting that need for connection and belonging and love. And that's what we're gonna be talking about next week. So thank you for joining us today. You've been listening to Best Thoughts with Dr. Will Johns and Dr. Rick Johns. And we hope to see you again in our next episode.